1: the editor-in-chief of the most popular Chiefs website on the internet and is a master of impressions. If they win this game, they're going to make the playoffs. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joins the drive.
2: We got Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride here joining us in studio. Let me tell you guys that you know the way that Patrick Mahomes rises to the occasion in the postseason. How he has had 15 games and he has won 12 of them. He is just a guy who, even though he is an MVP, somehow he gets even better in the postseason. That's how Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride is. This isn't just a normal no. media man. Uh-uh. This is someone who elevates to a higher level yeah. once January gets here. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete Sweeney!
3: Yeah. Uh, here we are. Uh, we start in late July and now we are in January. So it has been a long road. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. I have to start with this
2: Uh-huh. because you were there. I was not there. Rob was not there. I offered Rob free tickets. He didn't want to go. Well,
3: that's not surprising to me.
2: What was it like to be at the game on Saturday and the wind chill said it was negative 27?
3: So I really only had to be outside for the walk-in and then we did something on the field after the game for about 20 minutes for TV and then I had to walk back to my car. And it was bad. I can't imagine having s- stood out there for as long as people did. I thought it was very impressive. I actually thought that going into the game from my vantage point in the press box that it was going to look a little bit less Full than usual just because i had heard so many people flipping their tickets and not wanting to go and even friends of mine that live in kansas city i had heard were choosing to just sell their tickets and not go to the game like diehard chiefs fans so i i didn't know what to expect and i was pretty impressed with how full the stadium was i i know that the reports are out now that like 14 15 people got frostbite which is incredible but they were out there they were loud uh, i didn't think the the noise suffered much at all, and kudos to the fans there. I think there was a delay game for Miami early on, and and besides that one play to Tyreek, they could never really get anything going on offense, and uh, a lot of fans uh, deserve cre- credit for for braving the cold and, and providing the support.
2: When was, was there a moment when you were at the game that you were thinking to yourself, I should have called in sick today. <laughs> <laughs> like there had I to think, be a point when you were walking from your car yeah. inside that you were thinking, I should have had Ron Cobb do this today. I don't want to be yeah, here. You
3: know, I thought walking in wasn't so bad. I mean, I park about a h- half a mile away because I, you know, I tend to get there two hours later and I'm not trying to zigzag between you guys <laughs> close to the stadium as you're playing cornhole and falling over and whatnot. So I park, you know, f- fairly far away. Cause I get there about two hours. Anyway, uh, that walk in wasn't so bad, but the walk out and being on the field after the game when I think it was minus 30 was not enjoyable. I I, I wish I had some kind of golf cart. I know that there's always these golf cor- carts spinning around the stadium, and I'm like always ho- hoping someone stops and, and maybe gives me a lift. That did not happen. So I braved it. I did it. Um I, I'm. I feel fortunate to have been in the press box. Uh, kudos to all you guys who stayed for all four quarters. Very impressive, and, and it really shows uh, some dedication. I. I couldn't have done it.
2: So this is where I would like to start, and this is maybe a disagreement that Rob and I have had over the course of the week. Uh oh. I'm really encouraged by what I saw against the Miami Dolphins for this reason. That's how they win. Yeah. If you were telling me how do the Chiefs beat the Buffalo Bills, this is how they do it. Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw an interception. Isaiah Pacheco is very involved in the game plan. If we are coming on here on Monday and we're talking about Isaiah Pacheco got 11 carries, something went terribly wrong for the Kansas City Chiefs and they had a bad game plan. So Mahomes didn't throw an interception. Isaiah Pacheco, very involved in the offense. Rasheed Rice led the team in targets. Travis Kelsey was second in the targets. They didn't throw the ball more than three times to anybody else on the team. They didn't really get anybody else involved offensively their defense, physical, very aggressive, limited Miami's high flying offense. If Kansas city is going to go on the road and beat Buffalo and potentially go on the road and beat Baltimore, the formula that they had against Miami is exactly how they do it. Now, can they replicate it? Can they take what they did on the road? Can they do that for three straight weeks? That's a valid question, but how they beat the dolphins is how they advance.
3: Yeah. I would tend to agree. I think the the manner in which they played was encouraging and it's not like the dolphins were slouches uh i i do feel like they sort of backdoored into the playoffs they you know blew the the division lead and gave it to the bills at the last second and so a little bit of bad vibe energy coming from the dolphins entering the game but they were still one of the better teams i thought in the afc you know this year and the the chiefs completely uh were able to to diffuse everything that they do on offense. I was very concerned about a Chan and Mostert going into the game. They really didn't have an impact. You take away the Tyreek play uh, for 53 yards, which was a great play. And, and you know, that's going to happen when you're playing great players. Tyreek is one of those, but you take that away, you would have finished with less than 10 yards. And then you have Jalen Waddle who finishes under 40 to defense was fantastic. And the offense was efficient. Uh, as far as making sure to put points on the board, I think they got to be a little bit better in the red zone now that you've gone to the divisional round, but it was encouraging. I do wonder though, and this is probably the Rob side of it, can you do it three more times against what is projecting to be the best teams in the NFL, right? Like you got the Buffalo Bills now who are resurgent. They look like a, they look like they just had a slow start and then finished really strong and could be one of the best teams in the league. Baltimore Ravens after that, if they're able to take care of business against the Houston Texans, then we're thinking the San Francisco 49ers at this point, uh, are the Chiefs going to be able to replicate that three times? And I think that's what gives me a little bit of doubt of, uh, I know it was a good game. I know they've looked good. I know they've looked efficient these past three weeks, but are they that or are they the flawed football team we saw in the first 14, 15 weeks leading into that? And that's that's the golden question right now.
2: Right now we're joined in studio by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. I was also really encouraged because I think the defense understands what kind of energy they need to bring. Yeah, Like I think the Chiefs really tried to make it a point to not only themselves but to Miami. Hey, we are not going to let the weather dictate how we play. The Chiefs came out and threw the ball on their first three offensive plays. I think that was a clear message. Hey, we are going to establish Patrick Mahomes here. We don't care what the weather is looks like. We're good here. I thought their defense – Like the image of the game that I think is going to be lasting was Snead up against Tyreek Hill and just how physical he was in that moment that you did that to their best player. Right. Right. I think the defense also understands we got to play with a certain level of nastiness and physicality. If we are going to advance in this thing, this team is not going to advance because their offense just figures it out. This team is going to win because their defense is the best unit in the national football league over the course of this tournament
3: yeah yeah and and it's going to be defense first and you know I think it I think it is keeping the bills under 24 points like can you repeat that uh, when the bills have looked a little bit better lately especially toward the end of the season and then going into the postseason uh if if Kansas City is able to hold Buffalo uh 221. Can you score in the red zone? Because I'm not sure you're going to get as many trips as you did this previous game. Can you finish with touchdowns uh, instead of the the field goals? I think it's going to be a, a major thing. But I think deeper, defense first is right. I think this is a window. Like I said, I a bigger window to me for the rest of the AFC. I don't I don't think you're going to face a a flawed Chiefs offense like this, where you know you are still kind of seeking weapons next year beyond a Rasheed Rice. So this is an opportunity for the other teams, but if the chiefs defense shuts it down, right? Like we've seen Miami score points and points and points in certain games this year. Let's say you hold Buffalo to 10, right? Then you feel pretty good about their chances. And I think this defense is capable of holding any team to uh, a low number of points. They've just proven it for so long this year.
2: I mean, these two teams played earlier this season and Buffalo scored 20 points. I mean, Josh Allen played in that game. James Cook played in that game. Stephon Diggs, Dalton Knox, Dalton Kincaid. I mean, All of their offensive pieces play. Kansas City didn't have Isaiah Pacheco win this game. So at least in one of the games, Kansas City wins. If they change one thing about the game, they weren't at full strength. And Buffalo was at full strength. There's a lot of reasons, I think, to feel really confident. You have more rest. You are the healthier team. You've also beaten this team every time that you've played them in the postseason. There's a lot of reasons to feel good about Kansas City heading into
3: this. And I think you make a good point about just establishing – what you're trying to do early. And I think there were points of the game where you're right. The chiefs made sure that the dolphins knew like, this is what we're going to do today. This is who we're going to be leading into it. We had talked to offensive coordinator, Matt Nagy about how much the game plan would change just depending on the weather. You know, would you be running it a little bit more and he was open, and I, I thought it might be one of these things where how much can you read into what the coordinator is saying, but he was saying, you know, you can't completely just get away from the pass, and the Chiefs didn't, and they threw the ball more than they ran, and they still were able to run it, I think, 20, 25 times, something like that. I mean, that, that's where the Chiefs have to live right now. Just because the offense is what it is, you play good defense, you have about 50-50 when it comes to the run and the pass. I would even lean maybe even more into the run. I just think Isaiah Pacheco is that dang good. Uh, And then all of a sudden, I I think you have a game in, in the fourth quarter. It'll be interesting scenario when you have this game on Sunday, because I just think we're not used to seeing the Chiefs get booed in the playoffs and playing that villain role. And based upon what they did and the dominance that they established, I think, in this last game at home, you could see that they're probably going to embrace that, like kind of have get some joy uh, out of doing certain things to Buffalo, pushing um, their buttons and, and finding ways to annoy the crowd. And I think it's going to be fun to watch on Sunday. I'm kind of happy that this thing uh, ends the weekend because I think it projects to be the best game of the weekend.
2: I mean, I think there is a chance that Patrick Mahomes never plays in a game that's more hostile than this one. Mm -hmm. Buffalo as a fan base has been waiting five years for this game. Yeah. I mean, even to what Buffalo had to do to get to this point, Buffalo was six and six late in the season. Like we were talking about, can Buffalo miss the postseason? They have then won six straight games. They won their division on the road. They won last week. Josh Allen played incredibly well. Like Buffalo as a team is coming in with all the momentum in the world. And you as a Buffalo fan or a Buffalo player have been thinking in the back of your mind, man, this would go different if they had to come here. We always got to go to Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. What if they got to come to Buffalo for a postseason game? You finally got your wish. You finally have your opportunity to host Kansas city in this game. I think there is a chance that Patrick never plays against a crowd, against a team that is more desperate to beat him than I think Buffalo is going to be on Sunday.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I think you'd have a case for Cincinnati down the road, but I, it's about as close as to an argument as you can have. And I, I think When you think about it, with these two teams going at it since 2020 and you have basically an even split of the wins, but Buffalo just hasn't been able to do it in the two playoff matchups, that's got to be incredibly frustrating for uh, a fan base. And uh, I think we are at a point in time in the AFC where the Chiefs don't really have a number one rival. They got maybe a couple, and everybody really has the Chiefs written down as their top team to beat and that is certainly the case for buffalo and you got to think that this fan base is going to be uh, very very excited to finally get the chiefs in their their building and I, I think there's this point about buffalo that's worth considering i i just think they got to be going into this saying well this is probably the worst team that we've seen of the patrick mahomes era you know they're coming into our building and now we have an opportunity to do it we're playing our good football at the right time probably our best football late in the season leading into the playoffs similar to what the chiefs have done in the title seasons there's got to be this general feeling among the buffalo fan base of if not now when is it going to happen for us it feels right now for me like buffalo's got to be sensing it's now or never like this feels for for whatever reason to me like a a last chance to to be on the same level maybe as Kansas City, and I think you're going to hear that desperation, and I think that place is going to be rocking, and I think it's going to be a tough place uh, for the Chiefs to operate offensively.
2: Right now we got Pete Sweeney in studio. Pete, aside from home field, because that obviously is a major advantage for Buffalo, tell me one place that you think Buffalo has the advantage in this game. Give me one place that you think Kansas City has the advantage in this game.
3: Well, I just think that Buffalo has a a lot of weapons offensively, whereas, you know, we've been kind of talking, the the Chiefs are down to it right now. Like the Chiefs to me, you know, you really look at Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice um, and and Isaiah Pacheco where Buffalo can distribute the the football to a lot of, of different avenues, right? You have Stefan Diggs. We'll see about Gabe Davis. But James Cook has been really, really good. I think the Chiefs can gain a lot of confidence off of what they were able to do against the running backs last week, but uh, Allen could pass. He could dump it. He could have um, Cook uh, take the ball out of the backfield. Allen can run it himself. You know, you have Diggs. Uh, Shakir has kind of turned it on. You have two tight ends uh, that can be um, formidable weapons for you, especially in the red zone. So I just think the sheer number of weapons uh, is what Buffalo – has on its side, and then for Kansas City, I just think it is a, an elite defense. I know that they finished number two in scoring, but I, I think there's an argument to be made with all the pressures that they get and all the different looks, and uh, I believe it was Dan Orlovsky that said that Steve Spagnuolo showed them seven or eight different fronts, the Dolphins, in this last game. I think it confuses opposing quarterbacks. It puts them in, in positions where they're very, very uncomfortable, and for me, Uh, As good as Josh Allen has looked, he is a quarterback who is susceptible to being rattled, and that'll play into the hands of Steve Spagnuolo. So I guess if you're looking for distinct advantages, Buffalo, again, just the sheer number of weapons they have offensively, and then for the Chiefs, it's that I think they have the best defense in the league, and what can they do against what is going to be a really tough team uh, on the road?
2: I'm going to give you two fears I have in this game going up against Buffalo. I have two fears. Number one is... We know who Kansas City wants to get going offensively, right? You know they want to get Isaiah Pacheco going. You know they want to get Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey. You would have to think that good defenses, good teams, have the ability to take away one of those three players. That against Miami, major reason why they won is all three of those guys played well. Pacheco played well, Rice played well, and Kelsey played well. If that's the case, you're probably not beating Kansas City with their defense, and especially if Pat isn't going to turn the football over. If Buffalo takes away one of those individuals, do they have an X factor offensively? Do they have a 50 yard day from Clyde Everett to where he makes a big catch in this that changes the momentum of the game? Could they get an MVS performance like they got in the AFC championship mm-hmm. game or last year? Juju Smith Schuster in the Super Bowl. You're probably going to need one of the other guys. To make a play or two. Now maybe that happens on defense. Maybe you get a Mike Edwards interception. Maybe you get one of those kind of plays. That is a fear for me is hey, is that X Factor gonna step up and one of those role guys are gonna play? And also Jawan Taylor. We could say last week, hey, he got pushed in the back. That's not his penalty. They have thrown 21 flags against him in the Chiefs' 18 games that they have played this season. Yeah. What I'm worried about is this team is moving the ball. They're in the red zone. It's third and two. It's a false start, and now we have turned a third and two into a third and seven, and that crowd is going crazy or they get a first down and now it's a holding call. And now we got to redo third down and you just took four points off the board and turned it into three. That is how you lose games on the road against good football teams. Those are the two things that have me worried going into this game.
3: Yeah. I think for me, just commenting on, you know, your, your worries, I, I think isolating Taylor makes sense to an extent, but I just think it's, it's the penalties and the, and the turnovers and, I don't know. You look at Kansas City throughout the season, throughout the regular season, they were minus eleven in turnover differential, and you know, three weeks ago they were losing to the Las Vegas Raiders, and a win against the Cincinnati Bengals, they rest the starters, and now a win against a, to- a Dolphins team, suddenly I think has people saying, "Well, you know, they they are on a little bit of a roll here; they can do anything." I just, it's tough for me to just forego the team that I saw off for 15 weeks that that did have the turnover issue and the penalty issue. And you you mentioned Taylor. And so that it's just a flawed chiefs team, not to say that they can't play well and win the game. I just think you're dealing with uh, an offense that for more than this past little stretch has showed to be um, not as good as previous seasons. And it's, can they continue to do what they've done recently or, is this the outlier and they really are what they are, you know, what that we saw more of at the beginning, middle of the season. And that's going to be a question that that's answered. And depending upon the answer is whether or not they advance to the AFC title game.
2: I mean, no question. And Rob and I were debating this yesterday. Like Kansas City has flaws. And we talked yeah. about like margin of error. I would also argue like that's the postseason too. Like your margin of error, one mistake, yeah. one tip ball, one penalty can be the reason why you lose this game. And that's why I'm so big on the formula that I was saying. And and if the Chiefs can replicate that, I mean, they haven't thrown, or Patrick Mahomes hasn't thrown an interception in his last four postseason games. They've won all four of those postseason games. The last postseason game he threw an interception was against Cincinnati. Well, guess what happened in that game? They lost. Like, sometimes we use all these stats to break down these games man, it's really as simple as the turnover differential. I don't care about that caught in fumble late in the game. If Kansas City wins the turnover differential, they win this game. If Buffalo wins the turnover differential, they win this game. It's really as simple as that to me. If this team can protect the football, run the football effectively, utilize its playmakers, and this defense continues what we've seen them do now for 18 straight weeks, it's just going to be really, really difficult to eliminate this team.
3: I think you've seen a version of Patrick Mahomes recently too that – you probably would have been unable to get in the initial years of his career when he became a starter in 18 and then it carried over the 19 in the sense that he was sort of this guy that was living on the fly, still getting accustomed to what an NFL offense looks like, having to lean into that out-of-structure stuff and wanting to basically gunsling it. He's grown this season to, okay, I want to still throw the football down the field. But then you start, saw a lot of uncharacteristic interceptions and clear mistakes, throwing into traffic, things like that. Whereas toward the end of the season, he's adjusted to being a little bit more conservative this year. And maybe that doesn't look like that in 2024, where you're able to maybe get T. Higgins in the building, get the firepower back, and and you can throw the ball down the field, that type of deal. But he's really adjusted to, to saying to himself, all right, I'm going to stop making these decisions where I'm forcing the football into traffic. I'm gonna take what's there. If we have to punt, we have to punt. And I feel pretty good about our defense. And and I think he is really stressed in his own mind, six years into this, like if I take care of the football, we are gonna have a real legitimate chance to repeat as, as champions. And I just don't know if that would have been in the cards when he was still learning the game on the fly as a rookie and then the you know in his sophomore season. And the stars, in a sense, are are aligning there where, yeah, completely flawed Chiefs team and and certainly the most questionable offense since he took over in 18. But it just doesn't matter if you're able to play to that formula that you're describing, be conservative when you have to, and, look, it's it's have more points than the other team. I mean, it's obvious, but that's all that matters. It doesn't matter how you do it.
2: I thought it was the best version that we've seen of Patrick Mahomes this season, that it wasn't super flashy, but – Playoff football is about winning the turnover battle. And can you make plays on third down? Because inevitably, I don't care how good you are offensively, you're going to be in a third and five. You're going to be in a third and four. Can you convert those third and fours? Like I was looking uh, at the stats from the Philadelphia game against Tampa Bay. They had 11 third or fourth downs in that game. They threw the ball on every single one of them. Like, that's not Eagles football. That's not how that team is going to win. That this team is going to win by Patrick Mahomes playing smart, playing safe, and running the football effectively. And him being the best quarterback in the world, I think he showcased a lot of those abilities in freezing temperatures on Saturday.
3: Yeah, and you you look at the final numbers, and you just think about how Mahomes played. 23 of 41 for 262 and a touchdown. And then he also had uh, the two scrambles and for the 41 yards. What do those numbers remind you of? This is Alex Smith ball, except Alex Smith, when he was the quarterback of the Chiefs, never had the best defense in the NFL. And I think you're playing a little bit like you were back then when he didn't have the, the qualities that Mahomes does, but Mahomes doesn't have the weapons necessarily to be that guy. And so he's adjusting and playing that type of game. And you know what? It can work. It can work. I mean, it's not the sexiest thing in the world. And don't worry. Like I said, I think the Chiefs will be sexy again next year. But I think you can win a championship playing this way. And it just might have to be that way for the next three games. And then you figure out the rest of the offseason.
2: Really quickly, let me give you these numbers. The television ratings are out for the wild card games. Browns and Texans, 29 million, Dolphins and Chiefs, 23 million, Packers and Cowboys, 40. Rams and Lions, 36. Steelers and Bills, 31 million. for Eagles and Bucks. Those are the television ratings for Super Wild Card Weekend. If this game is really close late, I think we're talking about 45, 50 million people watching this game. I mean, this is the marquee game of the weekend. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, prime time on CBS. There's no Sunday night game. I think we're talking about a 45, 50 million if this game is really, really close
3: late. Yeah, you're going to get the 60 minutes crowd because this is right at the right time. The the 530 p.m. slot uh, on a Sunday for those in Kansas City, 630 on the East Coast. That's a, a great time across the board in America where it's not going to go too late for anybody. It's going to be one of the highest-rated games of the year. It's also two of your best quarterbacks going at it. They have some history there. I think you're really going to see a lot of people watch this game, and it should be a good one. I am I think it's going to be a competitive game. I have the game on a coin flip right now. I don't know what's going to happen, and you know if you're not a, a fan of either the Chiefs or the Bills, I feel like you're still going to enjoy this one.
2: Coming up on the other side, Pete, I want to get your opinion on the other three games of the weekend, who you think is going to advance in the other divisional round games. We got Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride in studio. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio.
1: You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Moore, Car Wreck, Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.
0: Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country. Providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams. All in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app kansas city it's george karlathas and you're listening to the drive with carrington harrison on 610 sports radio and the odyssey app all right pete sweeney
2: of arrowhead pride this is what i would like to do We've talked about the Chiefs game, and we'll get back to them coming up in just a bit. But I want to get your opinions on the other three super, not even super wild card. It's a divisional round. I got so used to saying super wild card weekend. We're past that Nothing super
3: anymore about this weekend. Super
2: divisional round. So let's go through the other three games before we get to Chiefs and Bills. We've got Texans and Ravens, Packers and Niners, and we've got Buccaneers and and Lions. Those are the other three divisional rounds. We were at the elite eight in the NFL season. Rob hit me with some music. The first game of the weekend, we have Baltimore. They are a nine point favorite over the Houston Texans. The over under for this game is 43 and a half. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead pride. Which way are you leaning?
3: I'll start with a hot take. I guess I'll take the team that has the best quarterback in the game the Houston Texans. Ooh. I think the Texans are showing that they might be the, the best team offensively left in the AFC postseason. And I, I think playing last week helps them. C.J. Stroud not only was being considered for the offensive player of the year, he was considered an MVP candidate in November. Then he went through the concussion and had all sorts of injuries. He's healthy again, and he looks like the MVP candidate that we were talking about in November and I just, I think they can go on the road and get this victory. And so I'm going to take the Texans. I know it's bold. Uh, I know that I probably just threw some shade unintentionally at Lamar Jackson. Still like Lamar, but I'm I'm really high on Stroud right now. So give me the Texans.
2: I do think between the Texans, Packers, and Buccaneers, one of those three teams are going to win. It's not going to be an upset if Kansas City wins. It's an upset if either one of those three teams win. I'm worried about Baltimore with the rust factor. I mean, they have been in this situation before. One seed in the AFC playoffs, didn't play the final week of the season, had two, three weeks off, and now you're asking that offense to stay a well-oiled machine. Are they going to fall back into that? Sounds like Mark Andrews is going to play this week. He's back up and practicing for them. I'll pick the Ravens to win this game. I do think that minus nine is way too much of a number. C.J. Stroud is too good of a quarterback. I'd be a little bit surprised if Houston just got blown out in this game. I do like the Texans plus the nine. I can't get myself to pick them to win this game. I'm going to take Baltimore to win that game. We've got the night game on Saturday between the Packers and the 49ers. San Francisco is a nine point favorite in that game over under 50 and a half. I actually think that we're not giving Jordan Love nearly enough credit for how good he is. Did you know in his last nine games, Jordan Love has thrown 24 touchdown passes and one interception. He's throw, He hasn't thrown an interception since November. Yeah. Jordan Love has been really, really good. They might have the quarterback advantage in this game over the San Francisco 49ers. No one's really talking about it, but Jordan Love has been really, really good. That Niners team is just loaded, man. That's the most talented roster in the National Football League. You know how we used to talk about Kansas City's A game and their A game is better than everybody else's A game? I feel that way about the Niners. I think their A game is better than everybody else's. I'll take San Francisco to win this game.
3: Yeah, I'll take San Fran begrudgingly. I I think to your point about Jordan Love, I think this is just the beginning. I mean, he looks to be um, just another franchise quarterback, another potential top-ten franchise quarterback. It's crazy. That Green Bay keeps doing this to the rest of the league, where you know it takes everybody years and lifetimes to find a franchise quarterback, and here they are with their probably their third in a row. And so this is a good year. Uh, they were the first team ever to knock off a number two. I think that's something to hang your hat on for next year. I'd love to try to talk myself and back talk myself into a way that Green Bay is able to pull off this upset, but there's just no way to do it. I mean, there's just the firepower that San Fran has. Uh, in terms of weapons and everything they bring to the table defensively. I think they'll be able to do enough. That over is a little bit high for me, but I I like the 49ers uh, in this game.
2: Let's go to Sunday afternoon, Buccaneers and Lions. The Lions are a six and a half, seven point favorite, depending on where you get your line. The over under is 48 and a half at this one. Have you seen the get in price for the Lions game? Yeah crazy, the demand for that game and how much people want to go watch the second round game for the Detroit Lions. I think the Lions are in a pickle here, and this is why. Uh Uh-oh. I think they have accomplished everything they set out to do this season. Yeah. It was about validation. It was about making the postseason, winning your division, hosting a home playoff game, winning a home playoff game. People are crying in the stands. Eminem is there. Big Sean is there. Mm. People I didn't even know from Detroit was there. Kid Rock was at the game. The
3: knees knees were weak and the arms were heavy watching that game.
2: Are they going to have that same energy back-to-back weeks? Are they going to have that same fire, that same intensity? to go out there again. And if there's anybody that I think is capable of going on the road in that environment, it's the same quarterback that I saw in college, go on the road to Ohio state win, (laughs) take his team's flag and plant it right there in the middle of the field. I think Tampa Bay is the most likely team out of green Bay, Houston, and them to go win this weekend. Give me Tampa Bay pulling off the upset. Wow.
3: Yeah, I think you make a great point about Baker Mayfield. Uh, Like him or hate him, the truth is that entering this game, Baker doesn't care. He really doesn't care what people think about him. He will go in and and play, and he's not going to be impacted by any kind of uh, ovation from the other side. As a matter of fact, I think he would feed off of being booed uh, in this environment. As much as I want to to sell myself on an upset for Tampa 2, and I – Like, I don't think this one's going to be easy. Like, I look at San Fran and Green Bay, and I think San Fran's probably going to cover that game. They're probably going to win by two scores. You know, I just think the disparity is going to be too much. Uh, I think this is going to be a grinded-out game, and it's going to be a scare for the Detroit Lions, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to cover this game. But I ultimately think that that Detroit will find a way to get it done. I just think they're the better all-around team, and I just think it's going to be too much. But... Kudos to Tampa. No one gave Tampa a, a chance. Not at able all. able to knock off the NFC champions. That's still a good season, even if they uh, play their last game here.
2: I haven't seen you guys write a story about this in Arrowhead Pride, but Patrick Mahomes right now has more postseason wins than Kurt Warner, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. He has more playoff wins than Troy Aikman has. He has as many playoff wins as Aaron Rodgers has. He is If the Chiefs win on Sunday, he will have as many playoff wins as Roger Staubach, Brett Favre, and Ben Roethlisberger – And this postseason, if this team makes a run, they go to the Super Bowl, he will have more playoff wins than Peyton Manning, Steve Young, and John Elway, and Terry Bradshaw. And he will be third all time if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year. For a quarterback who is 28 years old, and we're thinking we can do this for another 10 to 12 years or so, it has been a remarkable start to his career, not just in the regular season and what he's accomplished, but you're... But the true measure of greatness is how great you are in January and February, and there have been very few quarterbacks in the history of the league that have been better than Patrick Mahomes.
3: I mean, he's got a good balance, and he takes care of himself in the offseason, has the trainer we know about, Bobby Stroop. Awfully, awfully active on Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> Bobby. Uh, but, he, you know, he, he works hard in the offseason to stay in shape, and uh, look, he also has fun in the off season. He's a man that loves cords light. I don't know how much that uh, has to do with some of the success we've seen, but there's no reason to think that some of these accolades are not going to continue and or they're going to stop anytime soon. And so, uh, eager to follow the career here, it's it's been fun to cover. And you know, like like you're saying, the age of twenty eight, uh, the sky's the limit. The thing is, though, when you get close here, you know you got to try to start to pile up these Super Bowl titles even in a in what would be considered a down year for the Chiefs you got to get it done you're only going to get so many chances to lift the Lombardi so let's see what Patrick Mahomes has Uh, if they win it this year it'll be because of a the defense and spags and B Mahomes just finding a way and if there's ever a year that Mahomes will really deserve um, you know the credit it'll it'll be this year just finding a way to have more points than the other teams.
2: Really quick, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Do you think that the weather is going to play a factor in the Detroit-Tampa Bay game?
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I I was uh, it's going to be cold. I was a little stunned to uh, see that clip uh, yesterday. And and look, sometimes um, you ask a bad question. We've all been there. So uh, <laughs> good. Just move on and and uh, try to do better next time.
2: Rob, can you make sure if Wilt Chamberlain reached out to Andrew Wiggins about being on the cover of Sports Illustrated, that would be helpful. We also can figure out if the weather is going to play a factor in the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Pete, we are going to do something that we haven't done with you in a while. I love it. We're going to play a little bit of a game. I will explain the it. rules to the game for you coming up game on the time. other side. Plus, Chris <laughs> Jones did a Chris Collinsworth impression. You have a Chris Collinsworth impression. You've we will see gotta who is be better at and the why? impression. Oh my <laughs> it's the drive.
1: You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by deepest Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
0: <laughs> Kansas City, is Justin Reed. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Coming
2: up conversation with the quarterback Patrick Mahomes that's coming up in the five o'clock hour we got a lot to do in a little bit of time Pete number one Chris Jones was spotted on the sideline doing a Chris Collinsworth impression I want you to hear his Chris Collinsworth impression and let me know what you think
3: all right
1: listen guys we're talking about a guy (laughs) Patrick Mahomes who's been throwing the ball since he was eight years old that's
3: Chris Collinsworth
2: Okay, so that was Chris Jones. This is Pete Sweeney's Chris Collinsworth impression. Yeah.
3: If they win this game, they're going to make the playoffs.
2: <laughs> Who do you think does a better Chris Collinsworth, Stone Cold Jones
3: or Pete Badman Sweeney? I'll give it to Chris Jones. His was a little bit longer, and I think it had more to it. He really got the rasp down, which uh, I I got to imagine is not an easy thing to do, and so we'll give it to We'll give it to CJ95. All
2: right. Before we get you out of here, we did this with Aaron Ladd last week. We did cities that you would love to visit but hate to live.
3: I have a question before we get started just about when Ladd comes on. Yeah, of course. Did the numbers go down when Ladd comes down?
2: It's our least listened to segment of the entire week. People hate it.
0: That segment's just for us. Yeah, people hate it. Uh, No uh, listeners. Yeah.
3: Everyone, everyone goes to, the other, to so the other channel.
2: last week with Miami, we did cities that you would love to visit but hate to live. I now want to test yours. These are – they have to have a professional sports team. Mm-hmm. These are the worst cities to live in. I have the number one overall pick. Rob has the second pick. You have the third and the fourth pick. We all get four cities. Worst professional sports cities to live in. Rob, hit the music. Number one pick is Buffalo. Buffalo? I'm running to the board to pick Buffalo. There is nothing you could get me to do to live in Buffalo, New York. Have you seen the weather outside? That's yeah, bad. I mean, you've heard players say, oh, I got drafted to New York. I'm going to be so close to the city. No, you're not close to the city. It <laughs> seems Lynch. like a miserable place to live. It seems like Omaha, Nebraska, but substantially colder with the football when team. When Marshawn Lynch no. was
3: drafted, he thought he was going to the Big Apple and discovered once he got there that he was not in that New York. He was in Buffalo, New York.
2: Number one pick for me is the Buffalo is Buffalo. I'm running. I'm running to take Buffalo. Number two pick. Not no hesitation to me. It's Buffalo
0: with the number two overall pick. I'll be taking Cleveland, Ohio. Mm. Cleveland is cold. Cleveland's a bunch of losers and they're most notable for the lake catching on fire from pollutants. Cleveland, Ohio. I feel like Cleveland's getting
2: the, the short end of the stick here.
3: Yeah, Cleveland is is not great, but I don't know if it's the worst. Yeah, the worst in the is NFL. I think for me and my my double pick here, I'm going to go back to back. Jacksonville. No chance. Florida. And You're telling me that warm. you rather
2: live in Oklahoma City than live in Jacksonville
3: and Detroit.
2: Okay. Yeah. Detroit's a good pick. Detroit's a great. Oh
3: pick. wait, it was it's more than NFL teams?
2: Yeah, you can yeah. pick any they have to have a professional uh, our, sports team. I thought it was just NFL. No, our, they have to have right, a professional sports team. Let's change sport. that
3: to Detroit, Michigan and Columbus, Ohio.
2: Columbus, Ohio. Columbus Blue <laughs> Jackets. I'll Columbus. stick with Columbus.
3: I'll stick with Ohio. Okay. Okay, Jacksonville. But you still got Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. I was I I I think being that close to the water and and up there, it's got to be frigid. You know, I I know it's a. They got a lot of factories up there. I don't imagine it, it's it's all that fun. Okay. So, give me Detroit.
2: Columbus has to. It sounds miserable. No, yeah. I'm with you. Sounds miserable. Yeah.
0: With my second pick. I'll be taking Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm, I was going to get them on the board. It's like Olathe with an NFL franchise. There is nothing to do.
3: Are we? Are we sure the Chiefs aren't moving to Olathe? Have we ruled that out yet? <laughs> they
0: might be. They're headed there. That is Frank White's master plan. That's where they possibly.
3: Okay.
2: That's where they possibly could be. All right. You guys know me. I'm avoiding any place that is cold. With the number six overall pick, you took Columbus. I'll take Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati just doesn't feel like a great place to live. It just doesn't. It just seems absolutely miserable. Skyline Chili, buddy.
3: Skyline, Skyline if that's Chili what you
2: think about like Kansas City is known for like great barbecue. You know, New Orleans, they got their own food. You're known for spaghetti chili. Terrible place to live. No, thank you. Don't have any interest in going there. I gotta take Minneapolis. I gotta take Minneapolis for me. I, I can't, like
3: Minnesota. You know,
2: I can't. I can't do Minneapolis. I couldn't. Wonderful
0: do it. folks, in Minneapolis.
3: I sure, can't do it's it.
2: Hating. I got offered afternoons there like five years ago. It was a five-minute conversation. No thanks. Does it snow? No, no thanks. You know, I appreciate you guys' interest in me. Thank you. I understand it's a slightly bigger market. No thanks. I don't. I don't have any interest in living there. No, I'm good. With
3: Bye. my
0: third pick, I'll be taking Ottawa, Canada. Mm. Oh, goodness. Ottawa.
3: Ottawa's tough.
0: I wish I could take the whole country. He went of to Can-
3: the NHL. <laughs> he did. I wish I could take the whole country of Canada, he did. That's but tough.
0: it's going to snow from May to the ensuing May. That just sounds awful. Ottawa is a top pick for me in the third round.
2: Yeah, that's, I mean, I can't. No, that's bad. That's real bad. Right now, if you guys are tuning in, we are doing what's the worst professional sports city to live? I have Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Minneapolis. Rob has Cleveland, Green Bay, and Ottawa. Pete has Columbus and Detroit. You have your two. (laughs) You have your two here, and then you're done.
3: Back to back, I'm going to go. I'm going to keep it in Missouri and say St. Louis.
2: Oh, St. Louis?
3: I'm Saint not trying Louis to go to St. Louis. I'm not trying. Look, I'm not <laughs> trying to go to St.
2: Louis. Is not that
3: bad. I've been to St. Louis, and I like that I live in Kansas City. Sorry to BK. I mean, I like
2: that I live in. I. I it's not the brand top ten. Wars. Brandon, you
3: left us for St. Louis. I rather man. live what in St. Louis. I live in Charlotte. No, I'll, I'll take Charlotte. Um, and my other one is San Antonio. I don't want. I, what is? What's even in San Antonio?
0: The well, Riverwalk. What are you
3: walk? talking about? I don't want to live in San Antonio. Yeah, I
2: got to run with these, you. These it one sports cities. It does sound bad.
3: Uh, what's going on in San Antonio? I, have you ever heard one thing that's in San Antonio besides the Spurs? No. So <laughs>
0: I'm on your side here. You
2: know I mean? I'm on your
3: side. What are you doing in San Antonio
0: with my final pick? I can't believe I'm getting this in the fourth round. I will be taking salt Lake city. That Utah. That was my next pick.
3: Oh man. That
0: is a city that I can't drink in because of stupid backwards laws. So pass. that's one
3: of the best housewife franchises. They are wild in Salt Lake city, Utah. They're criminals. Um, do you follow the housewives that, since you have a fiance? I don't. Isn't okay. the Duggar
0: family from there? Pass.
3: Yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tough housewife situation. I'm
2: so hurt. I should have got. I should have got Salt Lake City earlier. That's where lo- I was planning that, on love, going.
3: You would love Salt Lake. A lot of Mormon women. You would love <laughs> I'm it. I there. Yeah. There you go.
0: You might stand out. They
3: would want nothing to do with you.
2: Oh, I definitely would stand out.
3: <laughs> you
2: took my last pick of Salt Lake City. You
3: were, he was sniped by Salt Lake. Wow. So you got nothing? What are you picking? Baltimore?
2: No, I don't mind Baltimore. I'm gonna take Ottawa. Oh, you already took audible. Took Ottawa. I, took, uh, I feel I, like I won the draft. I, I picked th- Carrington's picks. I think. <laughs> I think, I think one, one that pick. stuck out to me. I gotta take Oklahoma City. I have to take it.
3: One that stuck out to me that we didn't say was Orlando. Like I don't know if oh, I re- want to live in Disney World. I'd rather in live Disney in Orlando than, Orlando than
2: live in Oklahoma City. I don't want to live, like live in Disney World.
3: Picks. I don't want to live in
2: Orlando. I just. A lot, a lot of these cities, like Oklahoma City, I've been there. It's just Omaha. I don't want to live, like I don't want to live in Diet Kansas City. <laughs> How about like, o- it, 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 if How I'm about
3: Oakland, live, who's about to lose their last team? <laughs> no,
2: Oakland. they don't count. They're not. A, they're not a major league. <laughs> one, <you> <laughs> they're about, not a major league. They got city. about
3: one more year left, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Are the not, A's in there next year, or is it the year after? I, they, they haven't decided 100 percent okay. yet
2: when they're leaving. They haven't decided. That is
3: the last uh, team. Yeah, right? I got they, Oklahoma City here.
2: So you're still on the fence. You're still 50-50 on if you're taking the Chiefs and the Bills. Yet you haven't made your official prediction. I'm not putting you on the spot. I just
3: want I, to make sure. You know, I I hate to say it. I I think I'm leaning Buffalo. I have it as a coin flip, and and I you know I hope I'm wrong here. Quite obviously, but I I just think it it's it has to be this year for the Bills. Otherwise, they're never gonna do it. And I think they're gonna be sensing that and a little bit hungrier. But we'll see. I mean, I could be wrong about that. I think this is about as even as it comes. So
2: that is. That is my guy, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, joining us on the show today. Pete, really appreciate you. Arrowhead Pride Radio will be coming up after us in 15 minutes. We'll be joined by the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Keep it right here. It's the drive.